And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. It is August 9th. You might be listening to this on August 9th. You might be listening to this on August 10th. Hell, you might even save it for the 11th. I don't know. I just know it's the dog days of summer. Mike Smells joins me. Mike, thankfully, <laughs> during these times, we have Kevin Durant. Uh, maybe you don't feel that way necessarily, <laughs> but yes. I'm thankful for it because obviously we've had this, um, this just sort of saga, sort of drama, but it's a saga and a drama with a lot of inactivity, right? With the nets and the trade requests and everything with Kevin Durant. And so on Monday, we get the report from Shams Charania that KD met with Josai over the weekend and in said London. In, in London. In London, went overseas, <laughs> hopped across the pond, and uh, you know, went to I don't know, maybe maybe they were watching, you know, Man City or something. I don't know what they were doing. I think they, doing, you know, they were at we had video of KD at a Travis Scott concert with James Harden. Oh, that's Harden. right. Oh, I didn't know that was in London. I think that was in London. I, yeah. I don't know for sure, but I think no, it was. you might be right. And they were celebrating like Travis Scott won a championship. For what? I don't know. Uh, but on, congratulations man. to Travis Scott or or not. I don't know. God bless uh, you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he met and we didn't just get like, yeah, trade me. I still want to be <laughs> traded. We're getting, hey trade me or fire steve nash and fire sean marks do i have this right is it like get rid of both of them let's get a a reset into this front office and into these sidelines yeah fire everyone basically fire everyone everyone. yeah um this has kind of been brewing in the background like so obviously from when kevin durant issued his first trade request via rich Kleiman. When Rich just texted all the prominent NBA reporters and was like, hey, KD wants to be traded, but had no mm-hmm. plan for that trade, like where to None. go. None. Um, we've been always wondering, like, what's the reason? And there's been like a massive amount of speculation that it was Kyrie tied, that it was either the Nets didn't give Kyrie the extension and KD was mad. or that That's KD what I w- think. Yeah. Or that KD was mad that Kyrie's on the team at all. There's a belief oh. out there that Katie is done with Kyrie. Now, I think definitively. Well, let's hold on. Let's dive right. into that real quick. Yeah, let's dive sure. into that real quick. The idea of like Kyrie couldn't get out of there. KD is after teaming up with him back in what was that? 2019. Now, after a couple of years and the in, you know, inability to to just be available and stuff, right? For various reasons. KD's just finally like, Ah, screw this. I don't want to do this. I don't know. I don't want this partnership anymore. So he's going to be on the team. Get a, like, get me out of here. Now, I think that the reason I don't think that works is because he signed the extension and Kyrie just has one more year. Like you can 
you can figure that out, right? Like if you're KD, you couldn't be that short-sighted and that like, you know, short-tempered to be like, he's still here. Get me out of here. That's why it doesn't make sense. But is there a reason where you think that that theory could hold some water? That he doesn't want to play with Kyrie or that? Yeah. And that's why he's like, I want out. A, a couple of reasons. One is because with all these like Kyrie or all these KD trade requests, mm -hmm. Kyrie's name is never attached, right? Like, right. Kevin Durant could not that he has the ability to make it happen, but he could say, I want to be traded with Kyrie to the Lakers for Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook or something like yeah. that. Right. And play with LeBron. Right. So we've never seen that. And then there was a story three weeks ago from Brian Lewis in the New York Post from Ky sources close to Kyrie. Basically, the source is saying, hey, Kevin wants out of Brooklyn, but Kyrie wants to stay like Kyrie's happy. He's never requested yeah. a trade. Right. So all that story coming from a source close to Kyrie. And I, Zach, I know you know this, but like there aren't many sources close to Kyrie. There are not that many. You're like he's a pretty insulated guy. His stepmom's his agent. Yeah. She's, a, you know, she has a legit business career, but she's his agent. He's not part of any real agency. Right. So he's not like part of the CAA complex. Right. Right. He is so any source close to Kyrie is basically like his stepmom, his dad, or like I don't know his social media manager. Right. I'm not sure who that is, but they're, they're doing a great job. I'll tell you, they're they doing a bang <laughs> up job because he's crushing it on the messaging, he's crushing um, it on the messaging, and just like what a fun Twitch follow, fun. you know? Just <laughs> yeah, my my co-host Brian and I have really made fun of the fact that Kyrie plays GTA Five or whatever on Twitch. A game that you could play with other people and he plays it by himself. Like even in the virtual world, he's a that. solo he's just, artist. He's just going one on one. Yeah. He's <laughs> just yeah. going one on one, breaking down, blowing up cars and stuff. Um so like we've had all these drips and drabs of you're trying to piece it together. It's yeah. the Charlie Day, you know, corkboard. <laughs> Base Sylvia, yeah. We're trying yeah. to figure out where, why the mail is coming back to to the mail room. Exactly. So you we again we don't have that much information. Now, this report from Shams, obviously. Lays down the marker. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's big right there. Yeah, kind of, it kind of eliminates any confusion on what's going on there. Fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash, and you get to keep me if you don't trade me. Um, now and now the the exciting thing here is I didn't know Joe Sai was on Twitter. So I found oh, yeah. out that Joe Sai's on Twitter when he just tweets out like, "Yeah, we're gonna like we believe in our front office, we believe in our coach." And oh man, I don't want to be mean here. Um, I get why you believe in Sean Marks. I'm not saying Steve Nash is a bad coach. I'm just saying if it was, and you don't want to necessarily dictate this, this culture, but if it was between keeping Kevin Durant for four years and keeping Steve Nash as a coach, I would probably make the irrational decision of like, well, give me KD. I'll take that. Oh, and I know, sure. I know what, I know what, like, what potholes now enter the ground there, right? I, I I realize that, but I will, you know, most of the time side with historic talent. Well, I'll tell you this. I did an informal poll to our glue. I, I'm the host of the glue guys, our glue guys mm -hmm. listeners. 77% um, it was the choice, K keep KD or keep Sean Marks and Steve Nash. 77% were keep KD. I voted keep KD. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but here's the problem, okay? I've advocated for Steve Nash to be gone. I think he's a, a below average coach. He may be a sweetheart of a man. Sure. A real pleasure to be around. A great guy to kick around a soccer ball with. But like he's never done anything ultimately that's elevated the roster. Yeah. Right. I, and it's I, been I, a disaster. 
Like, yeah, let's and, be and I think but. I think in terms of like, and we see this with plenty of of coaching staffs, but I do believe, and this will sound more obvious after last year, but like he needs an Ime Udoka on the bench, like kind of sure. helping him out, right? Like what, whoever that lead assistant and is going to be. And Mike D'Antoni as the shadow coach. His shadow coach, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> he needs that, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. If his ability is to connect to the players and lead the players and you have someone else kind of handling the X's and O's and logistics of it, I don't have that. I don't have a problem with that as a setup. The issue is he's lost the star of the team. <laughs> like <laughs> That's the thing. He didn't do like the guy who picked him. Right, KD was like, "Hey, that guy, I like working with him in Golden State." I, I think if if the if the tea lunch negotiation between Joe Sy and Kevin Durant, because I'm imagining that they sat down for tea together, they had cucumber sandwiches and mm. some delightful little pastries. Yeah, of course, yeah, because that's the only way you would meet in London yeah. or in a pub. Um, Love the idea of the pub, though. Joe Sy and Kevin Durant walk into a throwing pub. darts. Yeah, well, like they're hushed action. in the corner. You know, like well, uh, it, there's a real atmosphere. It's kind of like a Guy Ritchie yeah. film, but I kind of like the idea of them like starting to argue with each other and they take it to the dartboard and <laughs> KD's like, I've got this amazing hand-eye coordination. <laughs> I'm so accurate. My arms are so long. Like I'm going to do this. Don't and then Josiah just Josiah was a college his athlete. own personal set of darts. Like he just got his <laughs> own and he's like just very, very sneakily just absolutely destroys KD on the dartboard. They're like, I don't know if you watch Prey yet on. Yeah, uh, I watched it last night. Oh, yeah. what time, man. Yeah, if it, it, he is like a predator missile guided <laughs> yeah. dart system because he, you know, is a billionaire and they have right. those things. Yeah. Um, it, so if Kevin Durant's uh, stipulation was like fire Steve Nash and not Sean Marks, I th- it would be done. Like, yeah. because ultimately, it, co- like when you want to fire a coach, you can fire a coach if you're a superstar. You yeah. can find another coach. There's many available candidates who are interesting. Um, Quinn Snyder, of course, is like the guy that's like looming above a lot of other people. Is that is that who is that who Nets fans are have kind of targeted as like the next guy if a move is made? <laughs> oh, or Zach, Nets fans aren't practical. Uh, partly, <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want practical. boring in August. Give me, give me irrational. Greg Popovich. Oh, I love the pop idea. Yes. Greg Popovich is the name yeah. that like mm-hmm. everyone's like. Oh well, the Spurs are tanking. They are. They are. They're tanking. They're going for Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, absolutely. Because like th- that's the thing. So it, you know, we've seen if you go down like who would the coach be? It has to be such a, a distinct person that can handle the situation correctly yeah. to capture the attention of Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Right. You thought that Steve Nash would be it. Um, it wasn't it. Like the fear that it what would happen, and this is sort of why I'm anti. Like, as crazy as it sounds and as spoiled as it may sound to be like, oh, trade Kevin Durant. This team's culture's better than whatever without Kevin Durant. I'm not even saying that. If you fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash, no problem firing Steve Nash. Ultimately, I know as heartless as that sounds. Yeah. Uh, Sean Marks is a little bit tougher, but whatever. There's no backup plan. It's not like there's like right. this. One, you're doing it in August, so it's not like you can hire what Justin Zanuck and Will Hardy or, you know, whatever right, exactly, yeah. has got going on in with Utah. Like you, you fire those guys. Then it's like, all right. So then is Rich Kleiman going to run the team? And then Mark Jackson's the coach. Like wh- that, that's the problem. When you kind of get to this situation, you may want to keep Kevin Durant, yeah. but you don't have a backup. And, There's no backup plan. And who's the, uh, who's, who's right under Sean? Is it Jeff Peterson? 
Well, there's there's a couple of people under him, but people have been leaving. There's the guy right. who just but, Matt Riccardi who just left for Dallas. Yeah, yeah but that's kind of my point. Is like uh, like even if like that next person up, like are they going to feel a loyalty sh- to Sean Marks? Does KD lump them in with like, nah, that's a that's a Sean Marks you know crew right there. Like I I don't want like I want you know fresh blood. I want everything new. Like I and and I don't even know that KD is pulling the strings that much. This is the thing. Like, like I, I think that KD is just going like, fuck this. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna make it hard for everybody. Like, I don't, <laughs> like I don't have a plan. I don't have like a replace him with this guy and get in hire this. Guy. Like, it's just like I don't care anymore, right? Like, either you kind of bend to my will because I'm the star here, or like, or trade me. Like, which, whichever is gonna be your decision, I'm good with. Because I even looked at it this way when when he requested the trade, and the preferred destinations were Phoenix and Miami. Maybe I'm thinking like too, like kind of Machiavellian with this thing in terms of like assuming Katie knew this and stuff. But like those trades were always going to be damn near impossible to pull off. Now maybe they, he still gets traded Miami. Maybe he still gets traded Phoenix. I don't know. But the idea that like, hey, you can't just trade Bam for him because of Ben Simmons. So now you got to either move Ben or you got to you know find some package that doesn't include Bam and that doesn't seem like that exists for for the Nets and what they would want back, right? And 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 all this stuff. And then with Phoenix, it's like, does DeAndre Ayton want, really want to be there? It sounds like he never even considered it as a as a possibility, right? Like, so you had all these di- difficult like logistics, and I think KD is kind of just like throwing a chaos grenade into everything. And as long as he like gets out of there, I don't think he really cares. And th- and that's what's so interesting. I mean. You know, we can keep talking. There's like obviously like the micro stuff, the things that are happening right now. Yeah. But the legacy stuff that's happening. I know KD likes to make fun of legacy. Like he had that whole Twitter thread about what's your legacy. Right. Like, do you wake up in the morning and I don't know. Did you do the dishes well? At the time, at the time I had COVID. So I thought I was just furthering Kyrie's legacy. If I'm being (laughs) honest, like I thought like I woke up to that and I I was like real sick with COVID. I just thought, well, what's not my legacy. I'm helping. (laughs) It's just that like. He like as much as people can get on. I don't want to do like LeBron James versus Kevin Durant, player of the generation. But right. as much as people get on LeBron for being again Machiavellian, like I'm going to fire this coach, I'm going to get all my clutch co- clients paid, yeah, but I'm going to win a championship. Kevin Durant went to Brooklyn thinking that he was creating the Miami Heat 2.0, the Heatles yeah. 2.0, and ended up creating just partly because of who he teamed up with a disaster. He, a disaster. He did, look. I'm not. I. I'm not going to push back on that. I do think, though, it was pretty damn close to working. Which sounds crazy after they just got swept in the first round. But you think it like. I know we keep going back to this, but like half a shoe size from beating the Bucks. Sure. No offense to Hawks fans. They beat the like he beats the Hawks by himself in the next round, and then like do they beat the Suns? Probably not healthy enough. Because I don't think that James Harden thing is getting better. I don't think Kyrie's coming back full strength, right? If he comes back at all during that time. But you've made the finals at that point. Like, I know they get judged on championship or bust with those three, but it was so close to working and then it just fell apart spectacularly. So it ultimately is the disaster that you're you're describing it as. I do think it's not quite that just like black and white, though. But that's what makes it more painful for Nets fans. Is that yeah, I get that. There is this like there's this very clear reality. Did you watch Moon Knight 
I didn't finish Moon Knight on Disney Plus. So oh no, I had no interest. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, th- but there's like I have, this... a, I have a loose, I loose understanding of what the character is. I'm like, I'm good. I, just... right. <laughs> to, I don't even, I don't even care about this analogy as I'm saying it because I didn't. I thought the show was bad. Yeah. But there, like, the guy has multiple personalities, right? And he can that's see the only his. Thing I, that's the only other thing personality in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like Nets fans are pressed up against that mirror, seeing this. Mm alternate reality where it's like if Kevin Durant's foot is just a little bit behind that line yeah they hit that shot and you know you know obviously he did hit the shot but a little bit behind the line you know they maybe they go on they go to the championship hey that builds more momentum it legitimizes the thing the Kyrie you know but ultimately like you're gonna fall back on this Kyrie makes his decision about his body sure James Harden gets freaked out because he's by himself playing with Kessler Edwards and Nick Claxton, yeah. and he's looking at Kevin Durant being hurt and Kyrie being unavailable. Stubborn. Right, yeah. And and so he leaves town. And of course, at that time, all Nets fans, pretty much all Nets fans, except for my co-host Brian, was like, James Harden's the bad guy. When in the end, you know, James Harden knew before he he was the canary in the coal mine. He right. knew that. This thing is a disaster. Like I think, I think the only issue we have, or I think the only issue I have with James Harden, I shouldn't speak for everybody, is just the weak attempt to d- deny the rumors. Yes. Like three weeks before he got traded, two weeks before he got traded, whatever. Because <laughs> he's just like, he's like, what reports? You didn't hear from me. It's not, it's like, yeah, that's why it's a report. Because you <laughs> won't go on the record saying, yeah, I'm trying to get traded to Philadelphia. And then two weeks later, you get traded to Philadelphia, and he's like, I always wanted to be here. It's like, what are you doing? Like, that didn't just happen. Yeah, and I'll take less money to be here. I won't get right, paid exactly. off in the back yeah. end. No, it's yeah, fine. we'll wait to see that. How what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean, fanatic stock? Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Can I, so, th- I think this is an important point, and it's to go back to the Kyrie vaccine situation and how the Nets originally banished him. Okay, right. and then as it develops, we the process that we learned, and then eventually Josiah was pressured to allow Kyrie to play again. That same playbook is being applied right now with how Kevin Durant is trying to get out of Brooklyn. Yeah. So the Nets banish Kyrie. They Josiah comes out very strongly and says, you know, this is about team culture. And he also had specific comments about vaccinations. He's like, mm. I would never have an employee that doesn't get vaccinated. And then slowly the team, Kevin Durant begins to apply the pressure. There's a story from Shams about how inside the locker room they want Kyrie back. And then suddenly Kyrie's back playing part-time. Right. right now, Kevin Durant wants out. Nothing happens. Pressure builds. Now there's another story of Kevin Durant directly wanting to get out of Brooklyn or these guys being fired. Yeah. So did Joe, is Joe, did he learn? I mean, it's so silly to be like, did he learn? Because he's a billionaire. He's one of the most successful entrepreneurs of his generation like right for me to act like that i have some particular insight in negotiation like i i, I can't negotiate my way out of mcdonald like i couldn't <laughs> like if i wasn't given the ketchup you i could, desired you could, you could I, get a I, large instead of a medium if you want if you wanted no, to you could I, do it i, I send my wife my my wife sam she, she that's her role i i stand Shout in the background sam. yeah <laughs> terrified to even think about making someone else uncomfortable so, but did he learn? Like, did he learn from that Kyrie situation? Oh, man. And it seems like he he tweets out the thing, you know, I support yeah. the coaching staff. I support management. Do so you, that leaves us with like, 
what what are we gonna do with KD? I don't know. Do you do you think the tweet is a mistake, or do you think it shows a place of strength? I think and, you have and to maybe do that's it. both. Maybe that's both. I don't know. I don't think it's a mistake. I think you had to you had to say something. I mean, it was so public and so distinct in Shams' story of that they had this meeting in London. Yeah. Katie laid down the line in the sand. You want me or you want Sean Marks and Steve Nash? Flipped a table full of crumpets. Like it just, just it was a crumpets scene, man. Everywhere. Yeah. It was a brutal. I mean, it, mm-hmm. people haven't seen a scene that bad since the Boston Tea Party. I mean, it was just, it, they've been talking about it, you know, right over there in England. Absolutely. Oh, tra- yeah. word travels. Word travels. It traveled very slowly, <laughs> but it traveled. Absolutely. But. Uh, so I, I still I think you had to come out and say something. I mean, the guy is on Twitter. Like, I think it's weird when, you know, these people want to be on Twitter and then they're like, like Kevin Durant, even like Kevin Durant's not commenting on this. But like, yeah, he's still liking tweets from I people who say he's the best player of his generation. <laughs> I love that. I love so, that. he's. I do love you that think he's it was a mistake? Chaos. Um, <sighs> I think you want to say it was a mistake. I I don't think it's a mistake from a place of. I'll take it in August. I I do think I think you are if you're Joe Sy and you're deciding to tweet that out, I think people don't realize what a small bubble Twitter is. Right? And like so many companies overreact and make sure like they adhere to what's happening on Twitter. And especially when you want to break it down to just like the basketball world, specifically the NBA world, what are there? 30, 50,000 people at any given time, like maxing out of like what that audience is. Would Joe Sy make a business decision for the Nets based on what 50,000 people want? Probably not, right? He would probably look at a much bigger sample size, or I would assume so. And so I think in getting that messaging out, obviously he's not just speaking to Twitter. He knows it's going to get aggregated. He knows it's going to become a story. He knows it gets on all of the, you know, the news sites and everything. But I do think like there is a real just misunderstanding of what social media is in the business world. And so I think Joe Sai from that standpoint, you're probably better off having a press conference that you can control rather than just sending out this tweet and igniting the flames further, if that makes sense. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to advocate for fax machines. I thought well, you were going to be send, I, like, look, pro faxes. I love the noise of fax machines. <laughs> She's like, please cut that in right here. Okay. I love the sound. Or don't. I, that's, that might be a lot of work. Don't, yeah, that's, don't, don't, don't listen. He'll have to. Well, he'll just have to go to YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But like, it's like, I love the sound of fax machine makes. So I'm for that. I sure. am anti carrier pigeon, okay. anti raven taking a note. I don't like birds. Wow. You hate birds. So yeah, I hate anti-bird birds. Anti bird guy. Mm-hmm. Don't kind like birds. I always knew that about you. Yeah. yeah. The, the birds are trying to kill us. Yeah. If they oh. could. Absolutely. Either with disease or with their talons, like at all times. Like it like you should not trust a bird. Did you see um, that photo that popped up on Twitter of the bat in the Philippines? Yeah. The five foot bat did, or whatever it was. Yeah. Did also, you read behind that? Did you read the, the actual no, facts though? No, but like, all right. So people are like, well, it's the perspective of the cat. I don't care. That bat looks big <laughs> enough that I don't want to go to the Philippines now. I don't need the exact measurement. Yeah. I looked at 
what seemed like the the guy from Twin Peaks in a bat costume hanging upside down. Like that's what it looked like. <laughs> it, and so at that point, I'm it, good. It popped up. There's someone who tweeted it out lately. Apparently, it's been a photo that's like been around for a while, and it's something sure. that will get pop up on Reddit all the time. But yeah. when you see it, the bat looks like a human yeah. upside down. Yeah. Just towering over a building, basically. Yeah. And it's terrifying. And I mean, whoever's anti Philippines, I mean, that's, I would, you can't go to the Philippines at that yeah. point. Yeah. I'm, yeah, that's Whether the thing. It's true I, or not. I wasn't anti Philippines before. I'm not anti Philippines. I'm just anti going there. If, if that exists in any form, it could be half the size, it could be a fifth of the size. I don't care. That's still too big of a bat for me. Cause I, if I'm Josiah, I'm sending that picture to Kevin Durant. I'm like, they found this in Phoenix. They found this in Miami. Do you want? No, to- no, 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 no. In Miami, you in Miami, you have to send them that picture of the shark in the streets after a after a yeah, hurricane, yeah, yeah. right? In the flooded streets, oh, yeah. like you have to look. There's sharks in the street. There, you can't go to Miami. They in got Toronto, these bats in Phoenix. It's just like a deranged beaver. It's like a Toronto. Very you just tell them like the, Toronto. You just tell them like the exchange rate or something like that, oh, and yeah. like what the taxes are. And I think he's just like <laughs> Kevin Durant likes like, his money too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's man. I I think Josiah could have handled it a little better. I do like kind of just the I'm a billionaire. I'm gonna do what I want. Bleep you. I'm tweeting this out. Like I did. There is part of me that's like, okay, I respect the fact that he's just like, what? Are, what are you gonna like? You're not gonna tell me how to run my organization. I also think it's a mistake in some level, right? Like I think that you got to handle that a little better. I wonder if. Do you think that if um, if Josiah met with Kevin Durant, let's just say Rome or they go to Paris or something. Sure. Like that, right. Yeah. They're still going well, overseas. But okay. Yeah. Let's what's the top 13 cities in Europe that you'd want to meet and have a negotiation with Amsterdam. Um, I was thinking, wait, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of like where the war were like the Versailles treaty the treaty of Versailles. Oh, like yeah. there's some famous treaties. Mm. Um, you think you just go into one of the rooms in Versailles and just like, yeah, and just say, don't like, they have a treaty room out. in Versailles? Yeah, they, I, they have to, right? I mean, that's yeah. where it was signed. Yeah, <laughs> that's where all um, the treaties are. They've like yeah. all the treaty paraphernalia that you would need. Yeah. To, like there would be a cup of coffee. There would be a parchment paper and like a nice ink pen. You know, like what else do you need for negotiations? I think that's what they teach you at the NY. Yeah, they've got like a gift shop that says like I went to Paris and all I got was a stupid treaty or something like that. <laughs> you know, like you can you can do that, right? Um, <laughs> yes. I if if Josiah and Kevin Durant met. And we're like in Amsterdam. Yeah. In Amsterdam. And Joe's Joe Sai says, like, look, we will replace Steve Nash. We haven't been very impressed with what he's done, right? As as a coach. We have some ideas. We're not gonna let you pick the coach, but we have some ideas. We do want your input. Sean Marks is staying. I will give Kyrie a two year max extension, but no more than that. He doesn't get like he's not getting four years. He's not getting the same timeline as you. Do you think that's something that KD would be like, all right, let's see how this goes? Yeah, because you could sell it as like Kevin, like if I'm Josiah, Kevin, do you know how many times the star player has disliked the the general manager of a basketball team? There's a famous basketball documentary (laughs) called The Last Dance that is mostly about making fun of Jerry Krause. Mm -hmm. Um, But but yeah, posthumously. Right, like he's like he can't defend himself. They're just like, yo, this dude was bad and had we called him crumbs. And the dude, (laughs) like, created. I mean, you know, I know there was other people involved, but it like created one of the great sports dynasties of all time. Pretty good at his job during that decade. Yeah, like 
<laughs> like I don't. So, anyways, like you, Kevin, you don't have to see Sean Marks. Like he he will be out of your way. And if you can, you know, so this was in the Sham story, and I do think this is part of what the Nets have trying to advocate to Kevin Durant. It's like we got you, Royce O'Neal. We, we you know we we invested in Nick Claxton. Um, you want, we got TJ Warren. Warren. Yeah, you got TJ Warren. Like that's somebody that was targeted for sure. We we got you. We you're gonna have Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Patty Mills shooters around you. Kyrie is back. He's back. We got him. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10 minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons looking great. Hey, what does ben that mean? Simmons. We've, no, we, what look, does that mean? No, look at. No, have you, are you on social that. media? It I looks am. great. I'm He's, not doing this shit anymore with Ben Simmons in in the summer. Okay, <laughs> I'm just not. I know that this is new to Nets fans, what? and like, he looks. I good. know that I, I don't care. <laughs> He's he could look. Jump shot. He could look like Shaq and Steph Curry mixed into one in the summer. I need to see it in a regular season game. That, but. I don't know if you get this because I get this because again I'm on Nets Twitter. I get yeah. a lot of like like a lot of the people that we follow are actual people who live in New York City that <laughs> like the Nets, which is a small we're a yeah. small group. But 
Ben Simmons has gone on like a like a glad handing tour around New York City, showing up at charity events, showing up at little That's basketball fantastic. games. Yeah, NBA he's at cares. Liberty Games all the time. That's great. He's real. I mean, he's invested. Is Zach. he in a Nets uniform on a basketball court? That's what I need to see. No, I, it's. I love that he's embracing <laughs> the community. Fantastic. You know who he's else here. did that? Kyrie. Well, Kyrie vaccine, did do the that whole vaccine thing. Like, then it's kind of kind of tricky how you want to parse that out. Um, um, I yeah. don't like. I'm not. I, I, I understand you guys embracing it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing the Ben Simmons summer thing again. Okay, I just can't do it. It this is the summer me. of Ben Simmons. People are on the streets in New York City. That's what people are calling it. You know, the summer of 69. This is the summer I, of Ben Simmons. I don't even need to see him shoot a jumper in this NBA. I just need to see him in an NBA game. Again, he's at WNBA, just, he's at WNBA games. He's fantastic. on the sidelines. Support the WNBA. Love the WNBA. Need to see him in a, <laughs> in a real NBA game. Not well, preseason. Not not a practice court where they're not playing defense like none of that stuff i need a real nba game for ben simmons so i i do think this this truly matters not that ben simmons is back because he's not <laughs> i think there's a if there's a pie chart of katie's brain yeah. okay and let's say like some part of it's like fire steve nash part of it is sean marks fire sean marks part of it's like give Kyrie the extension there's a sliver i don't know how big of it is Oh shit! If I'm sorry, select. If we're not, I know this is a family podcast. I think I said the F word earlier. I think yeah. we're good. All right. Um, I saw what Ben Simmons was like when we traded for him. Mm -hmm. He seemed healthy, and he told the team. There's so many reports out there that he told the team that he was going to play, and it kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. And there's the Rick Buecher story. I which, <laughs> what? Should I not reference the Rick Buecher no, story? No, no, no. I'll tell you this. Look, I tell me. have no idea if this is true or not, okay? okay? I have zero idea. I was in a group chat with some friends last night as this gets passed around, and we all decided we don't believe this. Like we don't we don't think that this is an the group chat thing is an act is like an accurate story, but at the same time, we're all in. Like did, you, I, like, did anyone leave the group text? You know? Do you Let know what check. happens when you're Let in a group check. text and someone yeah. leaves it? Okay, so the Rick Buecher story, like it says, this person left the group text. Yeah, right? so it's yeah. So so I, can, I need a screenshot. I don't know why the FBI is wasting their time with President Trump. They should go and get the phones of the Nets. Yeah. Um, the sorry, um, the the here, the Rick Buecher story for anyone who doesn't know it, it's hilarious. It's essentially like all the Nets, including Ben Simmons, were on a group text last year. Like you know every you know everyone is and um they were like ben you're gonna play in game four against the celtics and he leaves the group text <laughs> and again if you have an iphone i don't know if this works for android but like if you leave a group text it says ben simmons has left the conversation uh, the group text. Right? Yeah, yeah so it's like a definitive statement um <laughs> i bull i truly do believe i i think a part of durant's calculation is like Maybe he was anti James Harden before because of the way James Harden left town. Sure. Um, but not just him partying with James Harden with, in Travis Scott because I believe you can like socially be friends with someone and not want to work with them. Oh, like, for I sure. Think, yeah. yeah. But the 
<laughs> I think the Ben Simmons, there's a Ben Simmons fear. Like KD, obviously, he's 34. He's going to want to win whatever championships. He knows as much as he may love Kyrie Irving that that dude's unreliable and he needs another running mate. And he has yeah. no faith that Ben Simmons is that that guy. Which I think like, is fair. Like I, I think I think the Twitterfication of the Ben Simmons like scouting report at this point has completely undervalued how good he is on a basketball court, right? Like he is an all world defender unless he's against like Giannis. Giannis bullies him, right? But everyone else, like he is an all-world defender. He is unbelievable at getting to the basket and being like super physical until the fourth quarter. We have all those, all that evidence, right? He is a really good passer. He is a really good rebounder. And I think people have once again kind of undervalued what rebounding from all positions can give you as a team defense, right? I think there are all these pluses. Yes, the negatives exist. The issue is we haven't seen him in so long. Right. Like we haven't seen him in so long play basketball that it's easy to just focus on that stuff and then to focus on the mental health stuff and whether or not he left a group chat or not, like all that stuff. It's it's easy to focus on that. But when you think about it, he's a damn good, like all defense, all star, all NBA level player, even with all his faults. Problem is KD hasn't played with that. So I'm with you. Like, I think the like I think if Ben Simmons comes back like once he once he joins the team during the season and he comes back even for like a week or two even if he's not that good it gives somewhat of like i've played against this guy i know how good he is like he just like he tried it here maybe it worked maybe it didn't but like i have something i have something there right um it kind of reminds me of this story which maybe it's not a great comparison but when kg got traded back to the minnesota timberwolves right kg gets traded back to the timberwolves he's with like wig and levine and cat and all these dudes and for the first five games of that of that like he like he had them playing defense again and they're like buying in they're by like they're holy shit like kg has to work so hard to get his body ready for like 15 to 20 minutes a night at this age and it really resonated with them and then kg got hurt and as he's barking all this stuff and he's working out all this stuff it became less so and less so effective and it didn't like reverberate within these guys because now he wasn't on the court anymore. And I think that's something that we kind of maybe overlook from the outside looking in of like to, to have like confidence in another player, they have to be out there. And so Ben Simmons is good. He's a good basketball player, but KD hasn't had him out there alongside him yet. And I think that, helps you kind of like not trust that and then like you said like he may love Kyrie forever but like Kyrie is not reliable to be out there whether it's a vaccine thing or his body holding up or whatever like so now you're looking at the situation it's like look they're not taking care of my guy Kyrie I don't like playing for Steve Nash anymore I don't like what's going on with Sean Marks like I just want to get out of here like I don't trust the situation and it might be an overreaction for KD but it exists can we can we do this small thing, which is what? So if the Nets do have to trade Kevin Durant, what do you? How do you play it out? Like, do you do the Daryl Morey? I'm going to hold on to the asset as long as I can. Do you do the Denver Nuggets with Melo, which is we will trade you, but Kevin just play, or like, right. do you do the James Harden, which is like you know show up fat and then if I if <laughs> for, uh, force look, a trade immediately, if I'm KD. 
I, I don't know if he can show up fat. I don't know what his version of showing up fat if is. Yeah, if all like of a sudden a... he just had a pot belly, like just <laughs> he's still super skinny everywhere else, but he just has this like weird pot belly. Um, I look if you're KD, you show up and you're bad and disruptive. You play. The mistake Ben Simmons made is he didn't show up and and make it awkward. Like that's, besides that's, the one practice with the, the cell one, phone in his right, pocket. Right, but you got, but you got. <laughs> I love that, but you got to glowing do that. in his pocket. You, you've got to do that. Like you've got to do what James Harden did. James Harden came and he like played half ass and he was fat and he was out of shape. And at a certain point you had DeMarcus cousins and John wall who are like not strong, like <laughs> prominent features on that Rockets team going, what the hell is this guy doing over here? Like this is ridiculous. And so the like paragon that- of veteran virtue. <laughs> yeah, those two. But that's what you have to do. If you're KD, you show up and you're disruptive and you're like kind of lazy and you're not trying your best. And it like that will get old quick for a team. If you are the Nets, if you're Sean Marks and Joe Sy, you ask him to show up. You hope he plays well and you say, look, we will trade you, but we're not going to trade you just to trade you. We have to make sure we get certain things back. You and your agent want to work on that in the side and talking to teams. Go for it. Would love that to happen. But whether he plays or not, you have to hold on until you get the deal you want. I gave Daryl Morey a lot of shit over those first couple of months of pie in the sky. You're not getting Damian Lillard. What's wrong with you? And then what happened? He ended up with James Harden. That may not be the move that puts the Sixers over the top in the long run. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. But he wanted one of those two guys and he got one of those two guys he got what he wanted i do think you have to approach it that way if you're the nets you have kevin durant under a long-term contract you like i think players have way more leverage than we give them credit for in those situations especially like star players um although steven jackson even negotiated an extension once upon a time and then immediately requested a trade and got the trade (laughs) so it can't happen but i think like for the nets like you have an asset that nobody else can offer in the NBA. You have to make sure you get the deal you want. Yeah, and and it's not that it's that. It's like you have KD through his like age 37. So mm-hmm. like you have the rest of Kevin Durant's like prime prime career He's still and little... so good, man. He's still so yes. good. So like so uh, that's why this decision is so incredibly important for the Nets because and we all know like the potential trade packages. It's like the disgusting Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson you just look i would love for kevin durant to end up in miami i think that would be super fun do not ever take that contract or that take that deal like that is not take that deal i can't have i think tyler hero is a solid player he's not the next devin booker as some people in the heat organization are hoping for (laughs) and and like so then it's like I mean, this is what's so silly. It's like you say the Scotty Barnes package, which isn't even not that is not available. Right. If that was available and I'm Brooklyn, I would take that. It would take that over Jalen Brown. Okay, because here's the yes, the Scotty Barnes package is Scotty Barnes plus because of contracts. It's It's like like OG or, or it's like OG or Fred Van Vliet or. Pascal, which I don't think they'd put Seattle. I don't think Pascal is involved. Yeah, but like it's other stuff. It's yeah. I I think it's like if it's Scotty, Gary Trent Jr., OG, who doesn't want to really be there anymore. It sounds like, and then like two picks, three picks, whatever that, or two picks and a pick swap, or whatever that ends up being, right? Because you are getting something very significant in Scotty Barnes on a rookie deal. Um, I would take that if I was the Nets. 
I think Scotty Barnes is a monster, like an yes. absolute monster. If I get the chance to control him for the next six to eight years, whatever that is, or until like, he he's not a trade out of town, until yeah. he requests a trade or the firing of Sean Marks Jr., whatever that ends up. How being. funny would it be if Scotty Barnes, known good guy, comes in and is like actually fire Sean Marks? Though. Yeah, fire Sean like, Marks. Fire. I'm not playing. I'm not <laughs> signing an extension unless you fire Sean Marks. Um, like I think that that I don't know that you're getting a better deal than that i understand the jalen brown stuff and i understand the fact that like look the nets it does them no good to tank they have to win they have to remain competitive so like i jalen brown is clearly the better player i'd take the future of scotty barnes over that deal do you know what's hilarious though scotty barnes and ben simmons being on the same team it would be again, all rebounding, all defense, again, no shooting. Again, I have to see Push Ben Simmons back on a basketball <laughs> court before I'm entertaining any of these you, ideas. No, you do. You hire Rick Pitino to coach that team. You press. Oh, my God. You just have. I don't know. You do, have, you think you, do you think you can get Rick away from Iona College? It's tough, apparently. <laughs> it's it's going to be tough. You can do it on the weekends. He could still coach Iona and the Nets. They're pretty close together. Yeah, it's pretty close, actually. Yeah, the, um, If he gets dual citizenship with that, I think that's okay. So one last thing, which is like if yeah. the Nets keep um, Kevin Durant, right? And like they don't satisfy yeah. the trade request and all that stuff. I think what the Nets are banking on, one, they're not just going to take any deal because they have no right. reason to. I right. think what they are banking on is that like, Ke- I mean, Kyrie is supposed to come back. Ben Simmons looking right. great this summer, looking fantastic. The summer of Ben Simmons. I think they're hoping that if they go into training camp with Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and all the shooters and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and KD shows up, he's going to be like, oh, shit, I guess I'll I'll try. And then he'll you get into the team structure, and it's an us yeah. versus them. It's the last dance mentality. And then you're like, you just try to get it to go. It'll be the worst culture versus most talent possible, <laughs> yeah. but... That's what you're banking on, right? Yeah. Like you're banking I mean, that, on that. That is, that's pie in the sky, right? Like, that's what everyone thinks when it yes. comes to a, a star wanting out, right? Like, the, the Wolves with Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler tried that. He was like, Tom was just like, hey, let's get him that in. That worked out. <laughs> it sure did. Uh, it's like, we'll, we'll get him into camp. He'll be back playing basketball again. He'll fall in love. Like, it'll be great. And then it was just like, what a disaster. Um, that's Malika what everyone Andrews thinks. will be there. It's, it's what the Rockets she thought was going to happen with James Harden, right? Like, oh, we'll get him in. He'll be fine. Um, and it's what the Nets have to hope happens there. I think if I'm, if I'm the Nets in this situation, I say, look, we need you for this year. We need you to play out this year. You got Kyrie for a year. Like this is the team we're putting around. We'll we'll work on. We will seriously work on looking into deals at the deadline. But more likely, you get traded around the draft next year. Like more likely, that is what happens. But we need you to commit for this year, and then we'll work on it. And you kind of have a situation like it's not a great one to one, but like with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, right? Like you just like, hey, let's do this one more one more year. Then we'll work on moving you. And then look what happened, right? Like now he's not Drink going some anywhere. ayahuasca. and <laughs> do, do a little ayahuasca and let's see what happens. Yeah. I think that's what you have to... I think that's how you pitch it to to KD is just like, we need you for this year. We're not getting a deal done. Like the deal doesn't make any sense right now. Go out there, ball out, see what happens. And then next summer we'll move you. Are you surprised... So the one last... Are you surprised the 76ers haven't been... If there's one GM in the league... Who is who knows what star power is all about? Has, yeah. his whole career has been bent on getting star power. Yeah, Daryl Morey's the dude. Now, obviously, they're limited, but right. I mean, 
financially, it's pretty easy. It's like Tobias Harris and Maxi, right? And is Maxi better than Scotty Barnes? Like, you know, then no, you could, he's not. I love Tyrese Maxi. He's not better than Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes like six okay. nine point forward who can do everything right, and it, and will learn to shoot. Like Tyrese Maxi's really really good. Yeah, I but know. I you're know. looking at like like a guy who's like so, like definitely a starting guard and a good one. Scotty Barnes is like a franchise dude. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, I, I'm surprised we haven't heard the 76ers like Daryl Morey calls up. You know, Sean Marks or the you know the straw man GM. Yeah, I think I like, I think I know why. They're under tampering investigation, <laughs> doing some crazy stuff. And that's going to do it for this Kevin Durant offseason conversation. Thanks to Mike Smeltz. Make sure you're checking out the Glue Guys. Make sure you're checking out all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. For Mike, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.